there and welcome to another episode of What's Up Woody, the podcast where it's time to have a real conversation. My name is Woody Woodbeck, your host. Happy holidays, everyone. This is my Thanksgiving episode as we are kicking off Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. So today is Thanksgiving Eve and I have a huge episode for you, but I want to talk about a few things first. All right. All right, I've been dying to talk about this story uh, that I read online this this morning. The headline is, a study says that eating pasta does not lead to weight gain. That's right. This is literally every Italian's dream come true. But a comprehensive study by scientists Lisa Sanders and Joanne Slavin reveals that regular pasta consumption isn't associated with increased body weight. Despite its reputation as a refined carb pasta, rich in nutrients can contain, or sorry, can contribute to weight management when part of a balanced diet. This lines with the earlier Italian study showing pasta eaters have a healthier, or a healthier and a smaller BMI. Notably, portion control and cooking methods like achieving al dente play key roles in optimizing pasta's nutritional benefits. Well, the more you know. And the moral to this story is, as all Italians have been saying for years, is that, you know, we are right, you are wrong, (laughs) (laughs) and eat more pasta. What amazing news, though. I mean, truthfully, if you really think about it and and you look at Italians overseas, Italians overseas who eat clean and make their food fresh and daily um, live for a long time. Uh, I think it's more so probably Americans, uh, unfortunately, that um, our lifespans are not as long. And obviously, there is a huge debate on what that has to do with our food or not. But when it comes to this study, go ahead, eat that extra uh, plate of capellini, have some more rigatoni, um, and know that you're going to be all right. Because that study says so. I'm, I'm going with it. This Italian says it's all right. <laughs> During the holiday seasons, I got to be very honest. I wish I had an accountability coach because for some reason, all rules go out the window when it comes to baked goods and what I have and don't have on hand, truthfully. Um, <laughs> I have every freaking baked holiday item, sweet item, And every time I go to the store, I find something new that I want to get. Little Debbie's Christmas tree cakes. Now, mind you, during the year, I don't eat those ever. But for some reason, during the holidays, I feel like I give myself a hall pass to buy them. So the Christmas tree cakes by Little Debbie's are my obsession during the holidays. Mind you, they're the same thing as the other ones. They're just red and green. For some reason, I think they're different or they taste different. I don't know, but I have them. I have... uh, Holiday candy, all different kinds. Peppermint bark. There's these new sugar cookie Pop-Tarts that are holiday themed. I don't know what the fuck it is, but for some reason, I have every holiday treat. Oh, there's a brand new um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch that's holiday flavored. I have that too. So, yes, I'm wondering if anybody else has the same issue I do, but all I know is that all bets are off. When it comes to the holidays and it comes to my sweet tooth, because it's ridiculous. Um, probably why I, <laughs> it's probably actually, probably a lot of Americans have the same problem as me because uh, that's why we all do New Year's resolutions to lose weight at the start of the year, right? Uh, 
Um, I want to move on quickly. I want to talk about the Grammy nominations. The Grammys are being held on CBS on February 4th. Congrats to SZA. Honestly, one of my favorite albums. She had the most nominations this year, leading the pack, of course. I think it was nine. I want to say it was nine nominations. Congrats to her. Of course, other nominees, Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Boy Genius, Miley Cyrus, John Baptiste, Victoria Monet, another one of my favorite artists. I see so many great things for people like Victoria Monet and SZA, and I'm so happy that they are among the most nominated nominees. Of course, Billie Eilish as well. I have such a, a passion and love for music that I can't help but talk about other artists and things that have come out. So Billy Porter, of course, put out a new album, Black Mona Lisa. It's incredible. If you haven't gotten it, please go and download it. It's a great album. Of course, Troy Savon. I can't talk about it enough. I've been posting about it on social media. His new album is freaking incredible. And my girl, Renee Rapp, um, released the deluxe version of her album, that is also amazing. And she has a track on there with Coco Jones. They remade Tommy Hurts and it's fucking brilliant. Um, so if you haven't downloaded it yet, go right on over to your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever and add that song to your playlist. Tommy Hurts, um, Coco Jones, Renee Rapp, just genius. And speaking of Renee Rapp, Renee Rapp is going to be the star of Mean Girls, the musical movie that's coming out. Um, I cannot wait. It's coming out January 12th, 2024. The trailer has recently come out. And of course, all of us, you know, it's like redefining a generation because for all of us, uh, my age bracket, um, a little bit younger, we know the original Mean Girls. And this is re giving a rebirth to Mean Girls to a whole new generation um, and music. And I know that I read an article recently at Tina Fey said there's going to be a lot of pop music in this one um, and chore choreography and all that kinds of great stuff. So I'm really excited to see it. Of course, some um, familiar faces are in it. Uh, Jenna Fisher is in it. And I know um, Busy Phillips is in it. So there's a lot of like really great people. And of course, our our um, historical Mean Girls characters are all played um, by new people and of course Regina George being Renee Rapp so I cannot 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 wait for that movie all right let's dive right on into it my guest this week really needs no introduction she is and has become a very dear friend of mine and I'm honored that she is on my show what's up Woody I can't thank her enough for taking the time out to chat with me. And I think you guys are really going to love this interview. She talks about it all. She talks about her uh, career. She talks about her time on uh, Independence Day and the opportunities she's had and how hard she's worked. She really is um, such a, a legend in the acting industry now. I've been doing this for 30 years almost, or if not longer, I want to say now. She is an icon, and I'm so thrilled to have her on my show. What's up, Woody? So here it is, my one-on-one -on -one exclusive interview with the one and only Vivica A. Fox. Hey, Woody. Hello, gorgeous. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's Up, Woody? The podcast where it's time to have a real conversation. My name is Woody Woodbeck, your host, and my guest this week, as I'm sure she hears every single goddamn time she's on a show, <laughs> needs no introduction. Um, some of her credits. Let's just go down a quick little list. Soul Food, Independence Day, Set It Off, Kill Bill, Batman and Robin, Empire, the list goes on and on. 
I'm so happy to finally welcome my friend Vivica A. Fox to the show. Welcome, boo. Hey, hey there, Woody. Hey. What up? Life, my gosh. Life in the pursuit of happiness, which at this time in my life, I am a very happy Catholic. I love to hear that. You know, and always, I I will tell you, I hung out with you so much over the past like years that we've known each other now. And every time I see you, your smile lights up a room. Like your energy is completely (laughs) infectious. And and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like it's always like, because I feel like I'm the same, you know, like like we are rare breeds where you walk in a room and people can feel our presence, right? Like when I'm around you, I'm often like, wow, like that is a star. Oh, thank you. Especially if I got my hair and makeup on. It's really happening. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Fox, you better watch out. But you know, <laughs> that is so I true. am glad that, you know, we have a wonderful friendship that over the years, you know, it's true friendship. Like, I don't have to show up as Vivica A. Fox. I can show up with my baseball cap on and my clean face and we still kiki and, and laugh and catch up on life. And uh, we're still here. We sure are. And we survived. And uh, we've been, you know, we're, what I love about our friendship too, is that we're able to be honest with each other and like, be like, Hey, you want to shoot a prayer this way, or this is going on. Or like, I I love that about um, who we are as people and who you are as a person. I really appreciate that. You know, I, my show, we really take a step back and I kind of want to get to know who you are a little bit and your upbringing, but I really want to congratulate you first and foremost on directing your first movie. Just what an incredible feat. And, you know, it always makes me happy to see women of color doing big things. So I wanted to tip my hat to you first and foremost, before we got into the interview, for directing the movie you did your um first film for BET called First Lady of VMF Tanessa Welch story congratulations what can, let's just talk about it for a few minutes what how did that project come to be cuz i know i've read a little bit about how you really kind of saw your colleagues taking that next step and that is kind of where you wanted to go and you always knew that was that so how did that project come to be well i give uh my hats off to Tressa Smallwood of Megamind Media. Uh, Tressa and I um, worked together on a short film. Tressa uh, does a thing every year with BET uh, where it's called The Couch. And what she does is she gives five entertainers from uh, Mona Scott to actresses, myself, Vivica Fox, uh, I think Lisa Ray is going to be directing one coming up soon. She gives us an opportunity to dive into the director's chair. and uh, But it's just a short and it's for 14 minutes. And it does with uh, things that deal that the African-American community doesn't like talking about as far as domestic violence, breast cancer awareness, homelessness, causes that in our community we try to sweep under the rug. And mine was called Through Her Eyes, and it was dealing with mental illness and homelessness. So I got to direct the short, and she loved the way I worked. She was like, listen, I got to figure out something to do with you, girl. You came in here and knocked it out of the park. So I didn't expect her to come back so soon with a full feature to go from 14 minutes to an hour and a half. But she did. 
So she gave me the Tanisa Welch story. Uh, Tanisa Welch is uh, part of the, 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 the movie now, is part of the American Gangster series for BET Plus. Uh, Tanisa is a lady from Detroit. I'm from the Midwest, it's in, uh, Indianapolis. So in a way it was kind of like a perfect fit. Our executive producer was Judge Mathis, who I've been a friend with for years. So it was kind of like Midwest does it best. So Tanisa, uh, there's a series out, BMF, and she wasn't portrayed accurately on the television series, which is a huge success. So for years, she's been, hey, this isn't that that's not the kind of woman I, I am. Yes, I was part of the Black Mafia family, but that's not my character. And so she had people really sliding up in her DM, calling her a, a sexual predator. Because on the show, they've got her dating this little young dude, which, hey, nothing wrong with a little youngin'. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was a cougar, but she wasn't that much of a cougar. Like, had her sure. going to high school and doing all kind of craziness. So she's been proclaiming to want to tell her truth for years. So we got the opportunity. Thank you, Tressa Smallwood of uh, Megamind Media, who trusted me. Uh, but she surrounded me with an amazing team, my executive, uh, my lead producer, Audria, my editor, Charles, my lead photographer. Jeez, uh, what's my guy's name? I'm sorry, his name is on the tip of my tongue. But she surrounded me with an excellent crew. And then she let me be heavily involved with casting, excellent casting director, uh, Lynn, and we did it. And it just came out uh, about what a month and a half ago. And wow, was that a journey? I was so glad that even though as the actors are on strike, as a director, I got to promote it. So we got a ton of visibility and it did really well. And it has started my phone ringing for more directing opportunities. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank I mean, what a feat to, to, I mean, a short is a feat in itself. Yes. To go from that to a feature, um, especially working with like actors, I always find it interesting when actors step into that role of actor mm -hmm. director and you are an actor yourself. Did you find that intimidating at all, or did you, or did you go into the mindset like, oh, I got this because I'm an actress and like I know what I'm doing? Well, there were some things I definitely didn't know, so I won't toot sure. my horn that heavily. Uh, <laughs> but I was an excellent director. Uh, actors director, uh, whereas I could tell when my actors weren't giving me what I needed. Uh, we had a lot of local talent. There was one gentleman by the name of Faith, and he played uh, Southwest Terry. And he at first was so nervous working with Vivica Fox that I had to pull him to the side and give him that little talk like, hey, come on, we got to get our A game, get over it. I'm going to be here for all 14 days, so let's go. And he, uh, became just one of my little my little my little prodigy I would say because I loved running lines with him taking him to new levels pulling him to the side telling him to try some actor's trick and uh he grew a lot and he to this day thanks me he's like working with you Vivica was a treasure and I was just really grateful because some of the actors I work with I that I worked with directing them I worked with them as act as actor as, in acting or as an actress. So when I got to direct Leon, come on, legend Leon from Five Heartbeats, like that was like, it was crazy to me because he would come to me and suggest little things. And like, you know, we would really do the work. And that's what I appreciated. Kelly Williams from Family Matters was in it. And at first she was a little nervous because she had been kind of raising her family 
in DC and she had kind of stepped away from acting. So at first she was like, wow, I can't believe I'm back and you're directing me. So we had to get past that. There's just a lot of wonderful dynamics, but everybody showed up, they gave me their A game. And I really feel like we made a classic. I have people coming up to me saying how much they enjoyed the film. Thank you for telling Tonisa's truth. Um, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, is it gonna be a series? I mean, they want more. So I, I'm just grateful. I really am that in this chapter of my career that I'm getting amazing work and amazing new chapters. Yeah, it's amazing to me how long uh, uh, you have been doing this and been a part of this industry mm. and you're still able to find new avenues for yourself to be a creative artist. And that is, that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I love that for you. Now, of course, only I continue to tell you over text, but I only <laughs> want to see more from you. And I, I'm just so happy. For you. I really Can I tell you that I have been so fortunate to have amazing um um, amazing, like, uh, I would say Pam Greer. She inspired me to be where I am today. I named my production company um, after her, Foxy Brown Productions, from her movie, Foxy Brown, you know, and I got to interview her one time on the show for BET called Legends, and I cried pretty much the whole damn interview, but she passed a torch to me, and she said, she asked me, why are you crying so much? I said, because I never thought you would be so gracious and so kind. And she says, Vivica, it's what I'm supposed to do. And I challenge you to do the same, that when it's your time to pass a torch or to, to inspire other people, to be inspiration, to be a role model, that you behave the same way. So I've had great mentors in my life, people that I've worked with as actors and actresses that I've learned so much for and that inspire me. I want to I want to take it a, a few years back um, and I want to know, like, what what was it like for you growing up? Like, what were you like? Uh, as a kid? I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm from yeah. the Midwest. As I said, Midwest does yeah. it best. That's you right. Know, you get those good old uh, Bible. I call it Bible Belt. Uh, yeah. rules, you know what I mean? That in today's society, child, these children be doing a whole lot. Uh, I'm always thinking about my mama name, that I would never want to do anything to embarrass my mama name. And uh, yeah, I, I left home when I was 17 years old. Uh, growing up in high school, I was, I played basketball, volleyball, track, and I was a cheerleader. So I was always type A personality kind of babe. I used to drive my mama crazy. They used to call me Cartwheel Angie because I was always flipping or doing something. <laughs> and uh, so I left uh, in my senior year in high school. I think I went to go see Michael Jackson and Diana Ross in concert. And I had never seen such amazing African-Americans in my life. And they kind of triggered the entertainment bug in me that I was like, where do they live? I want to be in business that in their kind of show business. You know, and I had modeled a tiny bit before. My auntie put me on my first runway at 13. So I'd always kind of had that entertainment bug buzzing. So I knew it wasn't going to happen in Indianapolis. And I left one month after I graduated from high school. Wow. So so you kind of had a little bit of the bug. Was there anything else that interested you like growing up? Did you think, oh, maybe I want to do this or maybe I want to do that? Or did you just think, you know what I think Hollywood well, I definitely thought modeling or modeling entertainment. I didn't know acting because, you know, I just thought, ooh, 
I'm kind of tall, you know, I like fashion. I can rip a runway. Um, but I would say in my life that if I hadn't become an actress, I probably would be a sportscaster. Oh, okay. I love sports. I wake up every day to this day to ESPN and, and I contribute that to my late father, uh, Mr. William Fox, who took us to sporting events. Um, I'll never forget in my life going, taking him to Super Bowl in Indianapolis, our hometown. And it was a big deal, but I love sports. So if I wasn't an actress, I probably would be a sportscaster. And I used to love Jane Kennedy. I still do love her, but I remember seeing her as the first African-American woman, um, you know, broadcasting sports. And then Robin Roberts, watching her go from ESPN to now, I watch her every morning on Good Morning America. So I've had some pretty role models. And then, you know, I'm a talk show host too. So who knows? One day you may see me on ESPN. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll be, I'm all for it. Listen, if Taylor Swift can be all over ESPN. <laughs> yeah, but she's Jeremy the fine-ass Travis. Travis. <laughs> right. No, honey, I would be on their call and calls like, yes, Travis, that was a good catch, baby. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Run it in. Touchdown, <laughs> boy. <laughs> What's your favorite sport? Oh, my gosh, basketball. Basketball. Okay. That basketball, makes sense. Basketball, do I love I love basketball and football? But if I could put my top three, I would say basketball, volleyball, and tennis. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know I love tennis. I went last year to the US Open, Open a couple of months ago and I watched Coco Golf witness her winning her first US Open win. And I still can feel the electricity of how incredible that was watching. Her story, not even history, her story happening. And uh, that was pretty incredible. That that really is. And and all those moments are so um, incredible, especially when it comes to people of color and to be there in person mm-hmm. and be a part of those, you know, like it, they just haven't happened enough. And mm-hmm. so every time they happen, they should be 100% celebrated. Yes. Um, when you got, so you left Indianapolis at 17, mm-hmm. where like what was the next stop? Did you move to Hollywood? Did you move to LA or did you move to uh, no, I, I moved to Orange County. Okay. Because okay. I had to go to college. <laughs> you know, my mom was like, What are you going to California to do? And I was like, I'm gonna go to college. So I did. I went to Golden West College in Orange County, got an AA in social sciences. What that was gonna get me a job in, I have no idea, but it made my mom happy and kept her off my back. And in the meantime, I'd sneak up to LA and uh try to find out about show business. And then uh, my first taste of uh, being on television was Soul Train. Right. Yeah, so I was a Soul Train dancer. I was dancing on the risers, met the amazing and late Don Cornelius, who later in life became a very good friend of mine and who let me host the Soul Train Awards. And we became good friends and it's just so trippy that now people tease me. Sometimes we're like, there's one credit you don't talk enough about, and that's being a soul trained dancer. So, <laughs> so That's what I'd be proud of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's footage yeah. of me dancing and shaking in my little, and it was my graduation dress the very first time that I was, saw on t- <laughs> that I was seen on TV. I thought that dress was everything. I still got a picture of it. <laughs> uh, so from, from there... Then I moved to New York to try modeling. Uh, a girlfriend of mine was living in New York. 
And everywhere I went, they were like, oh, we already got a pretty black girl that looks just like you. So that was before the days of seeing African-Americans in all of the different shades and shapes that we come in that are now 30 years later, finally celebrated that you see um, black people, the whole beautiful rainbow of, of us from light skin to dark skin, um, to even Winnie Harlow, who has vitiligo, like so many wonderful things are celebrated now and embraced that I never thought I would see. So um, it's been an amazing journey, but yeah. So, yeah. So then I moved back to California and then I was discovered by a gentleman by the name of Trevor Walton um, who we both ended up later at Lifetime producing movies together. But he saw me. I was having lunch with my girlfriend that I lived with in New York. And I moved back to California and started modeling again. And he walked up to me. He just had a little tennis outfit. I'll never forget. He was in all white. And he says, uh, are you an actress? And I said, no, I've modeled. I just came from my modeling agency. And he was like, you got a great look. I'm going to give you my card. Call me. And I did. And I went out of audition. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but he got me an agent and he says, study because you've got something special. And he used to, I, I, he's retired now, but he used to hit me all the time and go, stop mentioning me in interviews. I got all these <laughs> upcomers like, you made Vivica Fox a star so you can make me one. Yeah. Now you went on to do, in your earlier days, you kind of started in soap operas, right? Yes. Yes. I read that. So what was that experience like? Because obviously, you know, soaps are a little bit different than than movies or yeah. traditional television. What what was that experience like early on in your career? It was the best. It was like getting paid to go to acting school because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, thank God yeah. I had a natural thing to me. Like I used to do talent shows in high school, but it's nothing like hitting <laughs> your mark, remembering your lines crying on cue and being cute at the same time. So for me, um, doing soaps was the best training for me as a young actress that I could have ever received. You do five shows a week, go home and memorize 20 pages, come back and make it look real. And you know, people back in the day used to love their stories. So I was started off on Generations, then I went to, no, start off on Days of Our Lives. Then I went to Generations, which was the first fully integrated soap opera to Young and the Restless, which Young and the Restless then led to Independence Day. So that led me to movies. Wow. So you know what's so funny is that you say that back in the day they used to love their stories because truthfully, I grew up watching <laughs> Young and the Restless. Beautiful. Yeah. That is what my mom watched every single day. Uh -huh. And and my mom worked nights. So like while I was at school, so I always fought to spend time with her. But I really oh. remember like, that was like the thing that we always did was watch soap operas. Yeah. You remember that the theme music that comes on. Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Miss Chancellor, Jill, yeah. all those guys. When I got to work and see them on set, it was like, oh, oh. God, this is real. And yeah. I'm here. So it, it was it was a true joy. And soap opera actors are some of the hardest working actors that I've ever seen. To turn out shows five days a week is no joke. 100% agreed. And mm -hmm. some of those are working for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. People have been on the shows forever. Forever. They yeah. live and die, literally. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. 
So obviously you took you took the turn and at the beginning of this show, I named off some of your credits and obviously you must get asked about these films all the time. And, you know, yeah. I, I do want to ask you about a couple of them. Sure. Independence Day um, obviously is a historical film that people will always know and will always know probably a billion dollar franchise. And I, I wonder when you're making that movie, Right. And you're starring opposite Will Smith. And I know that he's a large part of his really successful fame at that time. Yeah. How are you? How do you approach that kind of role, especially in such a huge action? Well, I, to be honest with you, was a fish out of water. I mean, I fought to actually get an audition for Independence Day. I mean, the story was, uh, um, I was on Young and the Restless at the time, and I remember everybody in the, everybody was auditioning for it. So I remember calling my agent, Chris Schmidt, at the time and say, Chris, how come I, I did, because I did a part on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where I played the date from hell. And Will and I had amazing chemistry together. We knew each other, because I had actually did stand-in work for Jasmine Guy, because she was doing Different World and oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air at the same time. Okay. So. I knew them. And so I remember calling my agent and going, what's the deal? Can I at least get an audition? And she says, oh, honey, this movie's huge. This is going to be a $60 million film. Independence Day literally started the whole summer blockbuster popcorn must-see movies. Um, And she says, oh, honey, you're just on a soap opera. You know, you don't have a big enough name. And I was like, well, could you just try? Well, thank God, Bill Faye, one of the producer's wife, was at home pregnant and saw me on Young and the Restless. And Bill came home one day and she's like, hey, are you guys, how's work? You know, and he says, we're having a hard time finding Will's love interest. And uh, she says, oh, my God, I saw this really cute girl today on Young and the Restless. I think her name's Vivica Fox. You should look her up. And they did. And so my agent called me. I'll never forget it. And and said, guess what, kiddo? It's your turn. And I said, my turn for what? She says, you got to call Independence Day casting director called looking for you today. And I said, get out. So anyway, I went and my first audition in this tight white patent leather <laughs> jumpsuit. Sure. Because she was a stripper. And okay. I will never forget that the casting director said, it's a good thing you can act because I would not give you a call back with that outfit on. Wow. And I was like, but she's a stripper. She goes, she's a, that's what she does, but it's not who she is. Wow. And she goes, she's a stripper with a heart of gold. She goes, tell you what, I'm going to give you a little homework. And I'm going to give you a call back. Go home and watch the movie Speed and look at Sandra Bullock in the movie and come back and see me. And I did. So when I walked back in, I had on this cute little Barbie doll, baby doll dress with some combat boots and some ankle socks. And the second I walked in, she goes, you did your homework. And I think from that point forward, I was kind of like her favorite because she called me back and called me back again. Six auditions later, I finally got the part. And uh, the craziest thing was that there was a girl that they wanted for their first choice, but she was working on a series and she wasn't available. And my first week of filming, they called the director, Roland, and said he that she was available. And I'll never forget at the premiere that Roland told me this story. He goes, do you know if you were not good with his thick German accent, Roland Emmerich, who I love, I love him. Thank you, Roland, for opening the doors to my movie star career. 
Um, and he says, if you weren't good, we were going to fire you. I said, what? He goes, yeah, our first choice became available your first week of filming. And I started off the filming, <laughs> driving the truck. Yeah. Uh, saving the first lady. I was up first. And he, I said, so what happened? And he goes, we saw your dailies. We immediately went in and saw your dailies and said, nah, that's Jasmine. Wow. Yeah. He said, you lit up, lit up the screen. You were beautiful. And there was no way I was going to take this from you. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, but you, you were like, that movie like <laughs> next to will like you are one of the most memorable characters you have super compelling like your looks a lot in that film like you know uh especially someone who's worked with actors like you can just tell uh your energy is magnetic your interactions with your son in the film are great like it's just um congratulations on that because that is such a franchise to be a part of and and what a what a story uh to tell uh you also went on to do movie that is one of my favorites and i'm not lying when i say that of all time is set it off (laughs) is is the epitome i think you know when growing up if i could talk about it when that film came out like 96 yes yeah 96 so i was a teenager around that time and i think i was you know figuring out that I was really drawn to like strong women and, and women in film and in TV. And like, so I remember watching that movie and and being so compelled by these four women that looked nothing like me. Uh, and I probably didn't have anything in common besides maybe being gay, like Queen Lucifer's character <laughs> um, and not even knowing that then or what that is. But like something about that movie, I felt so drawn to. So I wonder like, when you get cast into a movie like that and it's the like four strong ensemble leads, mm-hmm. like what is your thought process in interaction? Like, do you guys meet before? Do you talk about like scenes through? Like how does, how does that, how does that um, connectivity kind of come through on the screen? Yeah. Is you four. A classic. It's yeah. A classic. Yeah. Uh, well, quick story. Sure. F Gary Gray, the director came by, Independence Day set. And we knew each other just from Hollywood. And I remember being, it was me, I was filming the scene in the tunnel. And I turned around and I was like, yo, Jimmy, what's up, Jimmy? And he's like, I came by to see you. And I said, for what? And he goes, I'm going to do a movie with Jada and I want you to be in it. I said, what what movie? He's like, it's about four girls robbing a bank, blah, 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 blah. Do you mind coming in and audition for me, auditioning for me on your day off? I hate I can't offer it to you, but if you come in, I think you're going to get it. And I said, sure. Will Smith coached me in our trailers. <laughs> and I told him because I think one day he saw me looking, you know, and I wasn't look, doing our, you know, looking at the script. I was just kind of doing my thing. And he goes, what are you doing? I said, yo, dog, they want me to audition for Jada's movie. He said, oh, I'm getting this. Hell yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, so in my trailer, Will Smith was my acting coach. And at first I had to audition for two roles. And Frankie, which I ended up getting, and Titi. Because at the time, Rosie Perez was going to be Frankie. Oh. Long story short, she fell out. And so I went in and I auditioned. I auditioned for both of them. And he goes, you can do Titi. He goes, but you Frankie. 
you are Frankie. And I was like, okay, well, let's make it happen. So he called me, I think a week or so later and was like, you got it. So right after Independence Day, I went to start working on uh, Set It Off. And it's a trip because I'm in my office right now looking at the poster. It's 20 years of history, you know. But the good thing was that all of us knew each other except for Kimberly. Kimberly was new, but Latifah and I knew each other. Jada and I knew each other. So to create chemistry was easy. But the main person who I will say instilled the work ethic that we needed to make that movie in nine weeks. And we did six weeks of it at night, which means we went to work at six o'clock in the evening and got off at 6 a.m. in the morning. So that was brutal, was the director. Uh, we basically got in there, was tearing pages out dailies and uh, made the script make sense because he's like, they're not going to believe that four girls, you know, I don't want them to think this is a comedy. I want them to know that I want them to cry. I want them to laugh. I want them to feel action. And we did. Sure did. Do, do you have a story from on set that like sticks out to you? Like something that you always like, what you'll never forget from your time filming a movie? Uh, yeah, that I introduced Queen Latifah to sushi. Really? <laughs> I say that Latifah from back east. So, sure, sure. Yeah, so I remember one th- at night we were working late and we had a couple hours before they something that they had to move the set or whatever. And I was like, yo, let's go get some sushi. She's like, sushi? You know, I ain't no raw fish, Vivica. <laughs> and I said, oh, come on, just give it a try. And uh, to this day, she calls me Big Viv, Big Viv. And uh, she's like, bad, not bad. She ate the cook stuff. And I think maybe she tasted some tuna. But yeah, we went out and uh, I introduced Latifah to sushi and she 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 really liked it to this day. She remembers the story and I do too. That, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, you have um, worked around some pretty incredible people, actors yeah. and actors and actresses of color. And when I think about it, you know, we had we had lunch in West Hollywood and you and you were talking about going to Beyonce and you were talking about your time with Angela at the concert. And uh, we're talking about Angela Bassett. And I remember watching, you had such um, reverie for like, for her, like you like looked up to her and like you, you know, you're inspired by her. And I find it so interesting because people, you're on that list, you know, yeah. like of the Angelas, the Gabrielians, the Tarajis, you know, like all of these amazing Black female actresses. I've never worked, but I've never worked with Angela. Oh. I've worked with everyone, but I've never had an opportunity to work with Angela. So that's probably why Queen Mother is just the ultimate. You know, sure. love sure. Yeah, but I but I did I find it. I did find it real. I found it so interesting that like you uh, you somebody who is so successful and on that same list looked up, still revered someone like her. And I I, I love uh, that. I, 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 that. I have yeah. such tremendous amount of respect for Angela Bassett. She is everything to me. She's what I aspire to, to go to the next chapter because, you know, Angela is one of those kind of ladies, her presence alone. And, and to be honest with you, I was so proud of her because um, when, uh, um, Black Panther 2 came out. Yeah. Um, this time it was carried by women. You know, the first time it was Michael B. Jordan and Chad and Chadwick Boseman, you know, and I was like, wow. 
Are they going to be able to carry this franchise and make those kind of box office dollars that the first one did? And then when you saw the poster, the poster was basically all women. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be tough for them. And I remember going to see it in the movie theater. I saw it on the Thursday. It came out on the Friday. But where I live at, they let it come out on Thursday. And I was blown away by her performance. I was just like, and at first I was like, maybe it's because I love Angela so much and I have such respect for her because our whole climb, you know, I've watched her become Academy and all of this um, queen mother. And um, I went back and saw it two days. I saw it two days in a row. Cause I was like, maybe it's cause I like Angela so much that, <laughs> right. really, that, that you know, yeah. I was biased. And sure. the next day I cried, I, I had the same emotions. And so then she won an award at Tina, Beyonce's mom's event, the Waco event. Sure. And they honored her for her, you know, gave her like a lifetime achievement award. And I remember afterwards, getting her because I love her on her show 911 because I've never seen her kind of play such a butch character. She's usually the mom or the wife or whatever. By the way, I love that. And on 911, she's like or 911, uh she's kind of butch. And I was like I've not, I didn't know you had that in you. She goes, "Oh, did you pick up on that?" I said, "Of course I did." You know, she has the short hair. She looks like she slapped the shit out of you. I love it. She's a very intimidating, strong yeah. presence. And I said, you know what, Angela, we have never hung out. I said, all these years, I see you at award shows. I just, I've watched you become everything. I've loved you. I said, I'm going to find a way for us to hang out one time, just have fun. And for us to just celebrate. So we went to Beyonce on her birthday, the Beyonce concert in LA. And we hung out and had the best freaking time. And I was just like, that's what it's about. It was just hanging out as girls, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, you know, we just, we, we got to celebrate a queen, Beyonce. So yeah. it was kind of cool. And then Beyonce's mom came by the suite and I, Angela, it was her birthday time. So besides taking her to the concert, um, I have a jewelry line, Candy Ice Jewelry. We gifted her some earrings. It was just fucking great. And I'm glad that I got to have that memory in that moment with her just outside of Hollywood. Us just as girls, we was yeah. dancing to Beyonce. It was awesome. Yeah, you were you were glowing the next day. Like, <laughs> it was it was so nice. It was so nice to see. I, like obviously we were so happy to see each other, but I knew it was like, oh, she still got Angela on her. <laughs> and Beyonce. I had Angela and, and Beyonce. Beyonce. Yes, yeah. exactly. And Miss Tina on I was I was so grateful for this chapter in my life. I really am. I'm, I'm and I'm so happy for you. You know, I have a few of the things I want to ask you about. One of them I can't not ask you about your experience on The Apprentice. And the only reason I want to talk about that is because I always have wanted to ask you, like, when you look back on that experience, mm -hmm. did you ever fucking think for one second that Donald Trump would ever go on to be the president of the United States? Hell no. <laughs> I can't, can't believe our country elected him to be president. It's been the darkest chapter, unfortunately, of yeah, our history uh, of history of politics. Yeah, you know, just like uh, yeah, so disappointing is all I can really say. That America has has after eight years of Obama, yeah, 
Oh, the best times. The best times that there was unity, that there was hope, that there was peace, in my honest opinion. 100%. And then watch it go so dark and so divided behind Donald Trump and his greed for, because the main reason why I did it, to be honest with you, is because a black man did it. Mm. He needed to have that notch on his belt because they were ready to pick him up because we had the highest ratings that Apprentice had had in years. Yeah. The season that we were on there, they were ready to pick them up for two more seasons. And I remember talking to some of the producers and I was like, Hey, how's things going? They're like, we're killing it. They want to buy us, get us for two more seasons. And, but they're like, he wants to run for president. And I was like, he wants to run for president for what? (laughs) Right. By the way, reaction when he said he wants to run for president. And I just knew with him that it was just, because he'd seen a black man do it and it was just another notch on his belt and a notch on his ego. It wasn't about him caring about our country, which is what you want the president of the United States to be about. It's not just about being the most powerful man in the world, but to care about representing one of the most powerful countries in the world where people are dying to wanna come and be a resident and live in our country to care about that. And he just went to the low, lowest. It's just so disappointing because I had such a tremendous amount of respect for him. That was the only reason why I did Celebrity Apprentice was because I had I respect for what I knew of him at the time as a businessman. And so I wanted people because people at the time in that time of my career, they were so caught up on the bullshit of my dating life and crap like that, that they forgot that I am a good actress. I'm a hard worker, you know, that I built the brand of Vivica Fox, you know, hairline, you know, now I've grown on to become a producer, queen of lifetime, a director, an author, a philanthropist. I give back that I work really hard at what I do. So that's what I why I did Apprentice was to show people that I could be a hard worker and a team player and right. not just a pretty face that you care about on blogs and bullshit like that. Um, but that is a part of celebrityhood. I get it. So I went to do Apprentice because of that. And then I finished in the top three. Um, I raised $70,000 for Best Buddies, which is a charity that I've worked with for 50, over 15 years. And, uh, but I had no idea that that son of a gun would become president of the United States. I'll never forget that night because I thought Hillary won. She did. She won by 3.5 million votes of the popular vote, but we forgot about the editorial college and something I think that we should dissolve because it doesn't make any sense. How does something 200 years ago and the way that our world and everything has evolved control who becomes president of the United States. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the craziest thing about that, you make a great point about the Electoral College because truthfully, when you you look at how states are divided and how many votes they get, a place like Montana has like 70% of the same amount of votes when they have a, a, a eighth a of the amount of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's so wild to me how yeah. that math is not mathing. Okay. Yeah, that math No, yeah. it sure is not. And and that's why I totally agree with you. I think it needs to be revamped. It doesn't make any sense to me. And and I also agree with you on what I what I hated most about it was besides him, 
it, it always, he was such a control freak that he always had to be in yes. control of every freaking thing. Like I watched an amazing video and I'll find it to you and send it to you. It was a black Congresswoman was in an interview and she was talking about, she was asked a very blunt question. She said, why do you think it is that black people like Donald Trump so much? Why do you think it is? And she gave this response and she said, the reason that he pulled high in his numbers was because during COVID, he made it a point to make sure that his name was signed on all of the relief checks. Oh my gosh. So all of the checks he didn't. So by the way, he delayed payments for people that were in need to make sure that his signature was on all the checks. Number one, Mm -hmm. number two, for the low income families that were given pack uh, food packages and help that way. He made sure that a letter from him. Okay. Each of those packages. So they, unfortunately, the uh, the low-income families that were that were black were looking at him like, "Oh, he saved the day." When it was all propaganda, total bullshit. Didn't give a fuck. That's how he was when you do Celebrity Apprentice, and you had to stay at Trump Towers. It is literally a brainwashing from the moment. You wake up and the TV turns on. It's him, then his son, then his other son, and then Ivanka. And everything, everywhere you look, Trump towels, Trump, Trump, Trump <laughs> coffee, Trump water, Trump, Trump. I mean, it's a literally. Yeah. yeah. Like, Cuckoo for Cocoa Puns there. No, this yeah. is how people get brainwashed. Because yeah. it's a constant. You think that this man is powerful and everything is Trump, 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 Trump. All yeah. of a sudden you're like, yeah, he's the he's the savior or he's going to make sure, you know, he, I'd be surprised he tried to put himself on the damn dollar bill. I mean, if I mean, he, could he, have, he probably yeah, would have. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but it's a, it's a whole brainwashing that, that, that happens with him and people. And to only thing I can say is to watch that sister from New York, got all of them on trial has mm-hmm. been quite rewarding for this black woman to right. experience a strong black woman to say, we will not be bullied. Right. Justice will be served. You know, because we was born tonight, but not last night. Right. Right. Says that all the time. That's yeah. his favorite saying. And you cannot do our country the way that he has divided us and not answer for it. One hundred percent. I agree. And I and I appreciate all of those people fighting a good fight because they have to, you know, and yeah. like I, I was listening to Charlamagne the God co-hosted um, or hosted the Daily Show this week. And I was listening to some of back and like some of the statistics he was talking about how like Trump is still like up by 30 percent. And like what on earth? Like this guy has almost a hundred federal charges against him. Yes, and twice indicted. Like, what in our Any any a normal American citizen yes. would, would be under the jail at this 100%. point. Listen, January 6th. Right, that's I'll a whole nother forget <laughs> where I was. My publicist, BJ Coleman, hit me, like, 911. It was like, where are you? And I was like, shopping in Beverly Hills. I'm having a girl day. I'm having a fun me day. And yeah. he goes, get home. And I said, why? He said, there's a coup going on in D.C. And I was like, what? He goes, Vivica, please get home because they're thinking that they're going to start hitting all of the major cities. 
Right. And I said, who? And he's like, it's just the whole Trump thing. And, you know, how he got these people to storm the Capitol, the Capitol. Yeah. And now they're all going to jail and having to pay the piper. And where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Sitting at his golf course. Storming out of the courtroom because he doesn't like that people are telling him the truth about how he basically destroyed our, you know, our democracy. There's a reason why we have a democracy. I'm sorry. I know we didn't went political, but I'm, I'm, I'm heavily involved. I care yeah. about the country. I care right. about the future of our country, about Generation Next. Yeah. They as, don't people, need this. as people yeah. should. Yeah. You know, it's like I the, the short sighted people are the people that fall in line with people like him. Yes. Because yes. Not they don't they can't see past right here. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, and that, that is very unfortunate. And I, I really hope no matter what side of the political line you fall on, understand that this man is not meant to be in power and, at, all. And, and at all. And that is that is something I will fight. There is a reason when Biden was being elected, I clocked 400 hours on the phone calling people. I, 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 I campaigned right beside Biden. Right. You can look on my, on my uh, Instagram page and I will right. campaign with him again. I don't care how old. They try to say he is okay. Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's ass is just an old too. Okay, yep. <laughs> right. So quit that bullshit. Uh, has always been been run by a white man, except yeah. when we had Biden. Um, but we're making strides for women to yeah. be in, in, in power. But we have to look out for our country. And yeah. I think that's another thing. If I probably was an actress, I'd probably be a sportscaster, or I would be in politics. Amazing. You'd be, you'd be great at it. You I and me, we can run together. <laughs> I, pay, I pay attention for yes. the future of our country. Well, it is our responsibility to pay. It is our responsibility. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to uh, ask you, you've done a handful of Christmas movies now, which is like my my favorite holiday. What uh, what do you love about doing holiday pieces? Because obviously they're, they're different temperament than like, yeah. you know, going to an Independence Day or a Set It Off or a Kill Bill. Like, what, what do you love about doing them? Because obviously you're really good at them. So I wonder, like, you know, I know that you're not just doing it for a check. There's something you enjoy about. Oh, no, I love Christmas movies. Okay. Yeah. Growing up, come on. Yeah. You know, what is it? A wonderful. It's uh, what are some of the classics? It's a wonderful life. Yes, all of those kind of movies. It's like the time of year when America kind of sits at home and has family time and gets them a good old cup of hot chocolate and a onesie and watches Christmas. I mean, like it's like American tradition to 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 do that. So I love to. Now I'm gonna tell you, filming a Christmas movie, which most of the time you film it in July. And you got to put on those coats and act like, but we do California Christmas movies where it's like, they're in California and everybody knows it stays warm. Uh, But I, I, I love Christmas movies. I mean, I've done a handful of them. I mean, a lot of them. Um, So I love, well, the beautiful thing is that I get to produce them as well as star in them. Right. Right. Uh, Lifetime, I'm so grateful to Lifetime Network that they've turned me into a filmmaker. And, um, you know, people's like, I sit around on Christmas and watch it. So I have two days that are kind of Vivica Fox days. Okay. Independence Day, 4th of July. Sure. Independence Day, you're going to always see, sit, watch Independence Day and then go out for fireworks right. and then Christmas. So I got right. two good days. 
Is it, do you have any holiday traditions? The holidays are obviously coming up. Are there traditions that you, uh, oh. you true? Yeah. And on Christmas, I usually wake up and I do uh, breakfast with my godson, Christian, um, and his family. And then I go to the Beverly Hot Springs and, and go dip in my waters and thank God for another Christmas that I'm still alive and healthy. And then I go over to my business partner, Lita Richardson's, and we okay. play spades. And, not spades, no, sorry, um, we watch basketball. Sorry, I'm going to get to spades, though. Uh, we watch all the basketball games on, and I hang out with her and their family. And then I finish off the night at my, bus- my other business partner, Darren Bond, who I grew up with. We went to high school together, and we are still buddies. I've known him since I was 14 years old. That's the one thing you'll know about Vivica because I'm very loyal with my friends and I have longtime friends. Um, and we finish out finish out the evening with a fish fry, <laughs> spades, or Uno. And okay. Christmas tradition. We will have to play spades sometime because I'm actually really good at it. I know that's right. I can yeah. land, okay? Yes. Yeah, you can already tell. <laughs> laugh at me because we play Uno and Eva, Eva the diva, yeah. She's got your own uh, Uno rules because you be coming up. I said, no, these my rules are <laughs> the truth. I said, stop being a hater, okay? <laughs> that I'm is older so- than you, and you in my house, so the Uno rules gonna be what I say it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your dating life. Do you like? I, uh, okay, first of all, I always find it so funny that anytime I watch an interview with you, why do people, and I'm going to do what I'm going to call, why do people always have to bring up 50? Every I single Every well, single I think because, it, you know. Because he keeps saying it? That's got to be it. I know, but I think it's finally coming to an end, though. Blessed be. Yeah, they don't mention, but gosh, for the last 13 years, they have. I just think it was like the good old story of bad boy and good girl. Sure. Sure. You know, that's because that's a great, that's oh, a quick ball. Yeah, that it was, you know, all girl, all good girls like bad boys. Right. And we shocked the world. People did not see that one coming at all. And then they wrote, they all wrote several albums and yeah. songs about me that I wish his ass had sent me a check. Yeah. <laughs> and right. uh, we're good for, and I think people, even though we had for a while there, it was definitely love hate and yeah. we couldn't get over each other. But now we definitely have, he has a beautiful new girlfriend and I'm happy for him. I hope he marries her and gives her some babies um, so that people can really then move on. Fine. Yeah. But, I swear every time you're on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen asks you. Of course. Oh, and, and just, yeah. And I, y'all, I really have dated other men. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Several. I just learned from dating him to keep <laughs> private life private. Right. Uh, when, it's when definitely you... a connection. I mean, even with the Tanisa Welch and the BMF, yeah. people sure. connected it. But, you know, I always have love for him. He was definitely like one of my first loves. And uh, I oh, always yeah. have love and respect for him. I, I got my work ethic watching him work so hard and build his brand. And I'm very proud of him. I have nothing but love for him and respect. And there's peace. Yes. Yeah. Beef. And he still like casts you and things, right? Like you're, you've yeah, been. Yeah, we did a, right. I did a show with him. That's fifty, where we did a a spoof on our relationship. Right. And uh, we're good though. We're it's good. I love to hear that. Yeah, we're not the best of friends, uh, right. but there's no beef, and that's what I love more than anything else. And I'm very proud of him and his accomplishments. I really am. 
what do you look for in a partner or like somebody that you date? Are there like, do you have a list? Do you have like non-negotiables? Like are there things that, that stick out to you? I'm looking for a good partner. Okay. Yeah. And when I say that somebody that's going to be fun, that likes to travel, I'm not, I'm not going to say that right now. It's like, I want a husband. I, I don't know if I'm interested in marriage, but I am looking for someone that I can have a good partnership with and friendship because mm-hmm. I think that that's what I need in my life right now because I'm so busy directing, acting, clothing line, hairline. I got a lot of things going on that I don't need someone to come and tell me how to run the brand of Vivica Fox. But I would love to have someone that I can say, hey, let's go take a great vacation together. Let's go to some sporting events together. Let's go to a wonderful dinner or someone that I can surprise and take take away somewhere and, and make them smile for the weekend and then have them do the same for me. That's what I need in a man. I uh, find it interesting because I often, I've been single for a long time. So like I tr- I tend to try and think like, Am I doing too much? Like, am I doing too much in my life while I'm so driven by wanting to be successful in in every way, shape or form, very much so like you are, and you're such a hustler, but do you ever get fearful that maybe like doing too much is preventing you from finding, no, you don't worry about it all? Oh, no. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I ain't slowing down for no man. If he can't keep up, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't need to bring your ass over here. No way. That uh, is true. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, no. If I was to ever meet someone and they're like, you're doing too much, I would run from them because I love what I do. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I say it all the time. I just... I, I made a pact to myself that like I'm not about the bullshit. If I smell it, like if we start hanging out and I smell like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather be single. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm real good. I, you know, I, I'm happy dating me. I have been for a long time. And Vivica and I get along real good. Yes. And, and, and we don't give each other no problems. That every day that I wake up, what you want to do today is a good thing. And, you know, if someone comes in and they fit in, fine. And if they don't, fine. I have a wonderful life. And I'm grateful for the life that the Lord has blessed me with. And... Every day that I wake up and I look at my phone and there's a new opportunity or a new chapter. Um, and I know that I'm responsible for that is, is, is likely for me. I, I love the life that I've created for myself and I will not be little slow down for no one. You either fit in or get off. You know what I wanted to ask you that I read somewhere? I read somewhere that you say that you would never do housewives. Why would you never do housewives? No, I have. No, that's not me. Well, first of all, I'm not a housewife. So um, it works for others. I don't, don't, you know, like beautiful Garcelle is on there now and she's totally worked it, you know? Yeah, but I just, to be in a group of chicks and be (laughs) and all of that, (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I'm my own sorority. I love that. No, I'm uh, my, I, yeah, I'm my own franchise, so I don't have to go to that franchise to achieve success. That's what a real buff is. I like yeah. it. I'm about it. When you um, when you look back on all of your success in your career, yeah. is there anything that is there anything that you would have done differently? 
Um, that's a great question. Because I have no regrets. The journey has been so amazing. No. No. I have no regrets. Well, that's powerful. So. Yeah, I don't. This has been amazing. And, and it's going to continue to grow. Like there's still a couple of more chapters that I want to do before I go, you know what? I'm ready to go chill out in Jamaica and watch some sunsets <laughs> and work whenever I want to, if I decide to. Yeah, yeah I love that. Do yeah. you, uh, I've been asking everyone this new season of my show, like any kind of advice. I, I, you know, you know, I told you when we sat down for lunch, I'm in this like new chapter and I kind of feel like I'm having this renaissance of my life and mm -hmm. things are moving and shaking and God is doing his thing. And I'm, I'm incredibly appreciative and grateful for that. But do you have any life advice, like anything you can offer up for me as I move oh, forward? Yes. Or even for the listeners? Yes, to all, my, to all of our listeners out there, keep doing you. Life is so wonderful if you do you. And when I say that, be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Like it took me to get into my 50s to love my flaws and all. But keep looking forward. Don't look backwards. Um, embrace life because it's a wonderful, wonderful journey. But you have to do you. Yeah. I am a person that believes in accountability. Accountability means if something goes wrong, be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror and figure out what you could have done to make it get a different outcome. Or if you're satisfied with the outcome and you don't go anywhere with that, you have to be accountable for your actions. But live your life. Do you. Do what makes you happy. But do the work. You know, we live in a society nowadays where everybody wants to swipe to success. A career is built. A moment is just a moment. But do you. And do it well. I love that. I love that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, before you go, the last little thing I always do with all my guests, it's called Woody's Roundup. And they're a short little list of rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask okay. you the questions and you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Your favorite snack item? Lay's barbecue potato chips. Okay. All right. I like Lay's original. So I, I get the I get the. Vibe. I like barbecue. Brunch or happy hour? Brunch. Okay. Um, what do you think is the sexiest part of a man? His eyes. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite cheese? Cheddar. Okay. Uh, do you have a guilty pleasure? Spa. Oh, okay. What, do you like, you just go, do you go that often? I constantly am at this Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. some, somebody got a rub on my ass. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, do you have a pet peeve? Oh, yes. Um, smells. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You come over here and you tangy or little tardy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a thing. I, I have a very sensitive nose. You want to know what mine is? Mine is when people put the toilet paper so you have to pull it down and not over. It absolutely drives me crazy. 
You're the second person I know. I have a friend, Nikki, that same thing with her with the toilet paper thing. Drives me nuts. I mean, really? Not that, like, no, but I don't like it at all. It drives me crazy. Okay. Um, would you read Britney's memoir or would you read Jada's memoir? Britney. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, because I always spend it with my family. Wonderful. And last, um, do you have a beauty must-have, like a beauty product? Oh my gosh, yes. I am obsessed with those masks. I had on one today. Oh, like a like a fake like you buy at the store and mask. I, I buy them in quantity. I pretty much use it every as often as possible. I'm a skin junkie. Yeah, you do you have amazing skin. So yeah. yes. Yeah, um I, before you go, I want you to tell the audience you have a, a bunch of stuff going on. Obviously, you have a very successful hairline, so tell people yes. about that. You also now are doing Crowned, uh, which is a big deal. So yes. talk quickly a little bit about those things. Yes, the Vivica Fox Hair Collection uh, is doing amazing. You can find us at, at Vivica Fox Hair or go to VivicaFoxHair.com. I've been doing that for 16 years, and yeah. I'm grateful. Thank you guys for your amazing support. Um, I'm working on a new clothing line that's going to be happening. Uh, I have a Christmas film that's going to be coming out um, soon, directed by Jesse Smalley, who I love, my my nephew from Empire. Yes. Um, what else do I have going on? Jeez Louise. Crown. Uh, because it's, oh, crowned. Oh my gosh, how can I yeah. forget about that? Crowned. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's my new talk show on in the Black Network. Uh, with Selena Johnson, Chanel Nicole Scott, and Kendra G that is streaming. Uh, we have new shows that come out every Monday. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I what think people about, I got a couple of other projects that I'm developing. So uh, amazing. Yes. And we and we hopefully will be working together again in the future. That's right. Right. Um, well, I can't thank you enough. Please uh, know that this, uh, with the most sincerity, means the world to me that you did this. It was such a wonderful time getting to chat with you, and I always love our time together. Before you go, will you simply say, hey, it's Vivica Fox, and you're listening to What's Up, Woody? Yes. Hey there, darlings. It's your girl, Vivica A. Fox here, and you are listening to What's Up with Woody. Enjoy. Thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Enjoy. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good right. weekend. Bye, honey. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye-bye.